Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Keller, and I have with me, as always, the force of nature himself, Matt McNeil. How are you doing, buddy? The guy with the big nose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. You know, this I cannot uh, argue genetic, with the man. truth. It's genetic, you know? It's that big Irish-Italian... A lot of baseballs hit that nose. It's broken many, many times. People think I played hockey. It's like, no, it was baseball. Well, dude, it sounds like you, you know, in our kind of our warm up to the to the podcast that uh, you've had a kind of a, a challenging couple of days with some things and kind of almost a little bit of the past coming up. Uh, uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I, I, without getting too much into stuff, I mean, we all go through stuff and people, it's funny when I I'll tell, you know, people I work with and stuff, you know, they'll be like, how you doing? And I usually answer, you know, Oh, I'm not doing so great. And, I, and then they're like, really? You're not doing good. Well, no, man, I I'm affected by things. Uh, just because I'm a psychotherapist and a human factors guy and a performance coach doesn't mean that I don't have days that are where I struggle, I get super activated, you know? So, um, my God, are you telling me you're human? Well, I'm, I have feelings. (laughs) It's kind of weird, right? I mean, yeah. So I, some days are challenging. It's, it's, so I've had a couple of challenging days, but it's just an opportunity to work through, you know, just keep working through your, the stuff, work through my stuff. And, you know, it's not, it's self-development and, and working on yourself in trying to improve your life isn't a destination. It's a process. It's it's it doesn't end. You're all, you're you're always gonna have to keep moving forward. And some days you're gonna get knocked back. Um, you know, we were we were thinking about talking about something else today, but after we chatted about yeah. what you were talking about, um, I made the comment to you, and I know this is just a personal opinion. It's not scientific by any stretch. I've always said. Everything that's happened has kind of prepared you for what's to come. And mm-hmm. sometimes what you plan and what you think your life is going to do and how you 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 said this is my this is the this is the winding path that's going to get me to my end point. Your your doesn't quite always work out that way. Uh, you know, so like strategies. You always yeah. say, you know, you got to have a plan. But it, uh, as we as we've known, it doesn't always work out the way you think it does and I guess my question to you is, what do you think about people that say, oh, I, I know where I'm going to go. I know I'm going to do. I know I'm, how I'm going to do it. And then they don't get there uh, or it takes a turn 
How do why you not? Yeah. Why do they not do there? And this is, yeah, this, uh, when we were, uh, when Carl, you and I were talking before in this sort of little pre-show, um, one of the things I had shared with Carl is, is, you know, I get a lot of questions from people like, man, you should go back to the airlines. The airlines are, it's crazy right now. And you could, you know, I, I have a lot, you know, decent opportunities um, with certainly with what I do to, to be able to do things at the airlines and I should go fly and you can go, da, 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 you know, and I, I, I officially left in January of 2021 uh, is when I, I rescinded my seniority, January 10th, actually, uh, I rescinded my seniority. Um, it's funny. I actually did it live on a podcast for somebody else's show. Uh, and it, it never got aired because the, <clears throat> I don't know what happened with this podcast. It went podcast. He, he stopped doing it, but, um, <laughs> but so you never did then. <laughs> I, I it, well, it's recorded somewhere. You can see me rescind rescinding a seniority number. What that what that looks like. And he's like, you know, going, okay, how do you feel? What does it feel? Like? You know, it was like processing real time. It was kind of a cool experiment. But you know, there's like choices, lots of choices, and my life has been windy as f. I mean, it's crazy what what I've done and and sometimes had to do, and and also just the crazy choices I've made. Um, has been nothing but but windy and esoteric um and illustrious like i've had an illustrious career so far and i think it's allowed me to to kind of do the work that i'm doing now um but there's always temptation and there's always uh of like you know looking at the financial picture and and uh, you know this and that and how do you you know strategically you know make moves and one of the things I said to Carl, he said, let's, you know, let's talk about this. We had another topic we were, that's been on the books that we really need to discuss. And I said, no, no, no. I want to talk about strategy because I'm in this process. So I just reflect on my process. And this is what I see with my clients, hundred percent with my coaching clients, but in psychotherapy is we have this over-reliance on strategic thinking on strategy. So let me give you an example. Um, and before you say that, everybody, whether they realize it or not, they may not call it a strategy, but this is everybody goes through this because oh, they yeah. always forward oh, yeah. project where they want to be, what they're going to do. Yep. And then, when uh, you know, how do you deal with those uh, obstacles that you weren't prepared for? Right. You know, type stuff. So this right. is this, even though you're talking about you and, and stuff, yeah, this applies to everybody. everybody. I'm, I am. And so I, I think to go back to what, you know, people say, oh, you suffer from, it's like, well, of course I do. Like the reason I can work with clients successfully uh, is because I've gone through the same shit many times or, you know, and it, it, it comes and goes, you know, with when, when things flare up and when they don't. So, but let me just talk about strategy for a second. We have an over-reliance on strategy. So I'm going to use a benign example to, to make the point rather than getting it, it too like complicated. So here's a benign example, weight loss. People want to lose weight or get in shape, but we'll go with weight loss for now. There's a insane number of diets that are out there that are FDA approved. Like I, I forget, it's something like 70,000. I mean, it, it blew, it'll blow your mind. Don't quote me. I don't have the data in front of me. I'm just, this is off the cuff, right? Which is the way I like to do it. Um, drives Carl nuts because you never know what's going to happen. But like 
there's an insane number of diets, you know, marketed, popular diets. It's a crazy number. And the industry is like a $7 billion a year industry, dieting. And you know what the success rate is of dieting? It's like nothing. Yeah, it, single digits of whether it's successful. And yet people keep going for the next diet. I got to do paleo. I got to do Weight Watchers. I got to do the Jenny Craig diet. I got to do the, the South Beach diet. I do the paleo, vegan, pegan, whatever it is, like all these different diets. And they equally don't work because that is a strategy. Dieting is a strategy. And see, the strategy just isn't that important. It's just not that important. It's important to a point, but it's it's marginally important. There is another piece to this. And so what what percent is strategy? I don't know. I, the, nobody knows. but i would I would put it in like, you know, five percent. Strategies five percent of being able to be successful with creating change or and make honestly making the right decision of making the right choice. There's another part that's a factor which is what is the fantasy that is going on in your head or nightmare that is going on in your head about this choice that's sitting in front of you. And it's the future pacing or the past tensing. If anybody that works with me, I'm big on, are you future pacing or past tensing? Future pacing is thinking about what's going to happen in the future, trying to be Nostradamus, predicting. Past tensing is thinking about what has already occurred in your life. And the reality is, is that, yes, we learn from those experiences and we do have to plan and we have to be somewhat strategic about what we choose to do uh, and how that's going to impact our future. But the reality is, is that your life doesn't occur in the future and it doesn't occur in the past. It, it did. It's in the moment. It's, it's right now is where your life actually exists. So that that's what the difference between future focusing or past tensing and what some of the, the problems with it. Second, our memory of the past and our memory of, and our and our ability to predict the future is shite at best. It's terrible. And when we think about the future, this is the catastrophic stuff. We're getting right circular circling back into catastrophic thinking. We're biologically wired up to think to take take a problem or a concern and then a hundred exit. We go to the most extreme version of that and say, that's the reality. That's going to be the reality. And because we're wired up to do that. We're wired up to look for threats and try to avoid pain, um, e even though it's it's over-exaggerated. So we what we think about is an over-exaggeration of a grain of sand of truth, or it is completely off the wall, bonkers, crazy. You should be locked up for having those thoughts, right? We all should, right? We would never want to tell anybody that we're thinking, thinking this. This is what our brain does all the time. Don't worry. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. It's not because you're a sinner. It's just because you're biologically wired up for that. So that, that is the, the role of what is the story you're telling yourself about your life. And it's probably going to be over-exaggerated or diluted, nuts, and very gruesome. It's going to be an awful story. That is a factor too in how we make our decisions. What, what, what are you telling yourself? in your brain. But see, there's this another little piece, which 
governs everything. So what is story? Story is 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 or what are the you know what's the the images I'm and the future focusing or the past tensing? I'd say that's probably like you know maybe ten percent. So now we got fifteen percent of the equation, which is what is the strategy you're using? What is the the future focusing and the the little you know past tensing that you're doing? The movie you've created about yourself <laughs> that has occurred or is going to occur. It's the Shakespearean play. Just notice they call them Shakespearean tragedies for a reason. That's that's another ten percent. But just then a clarification. A, yeah, that fifteen percent is what it should be for people. It's fifteen percent of what is. it should be. What it should right, be. I was going to say it should be. It's not yeah. what it is. No, no, it's point. it's reversed. Yeah, we're going to get to that. It should be about fifteen percent. So we're at. Or should be ten percent. So we're at fifteen percent, which gives us we're at what eight at eighty-five uh, percent, right? There's this other eighty-five percent that that this is to successfully make a decision. The eighty-five percent is oh, so go back to dieting for a second. So the strategy is I'm going to use the the diet this diet, and what we do is we think that's ninety-nine percent of how to get there. The strategy, just got to choose the right diet. Or just got to get the right trainer, or the right exercise uh, program, or whatever it is. But then, when it doesn't work, because it doesn't, most of the time, statistically, we know it. It doesn't work. What happens is we go, well, it didn't work because this is the this is the future focusing or the past tensing that Shakespearean story we tell ourselves about ourselves didn't work because I'm a piece of shit or because I'm lazy. Or because I didn't have the right support, or because I'm big boned. It's genetic. My family doesn't eat right, so I, I there's too much pressure. My wife doesn't. I hear this all the time from guys. Well, my wife doesn't like to eat good food, so I can't really eat good. I can't go against that, and you know. And I, how would I do that with the family? It's the story you tell yourself about why it didn't work. Okay, but then there's this last piece which is, are you in a resourceful place, a state of mind? This is the psychological state of where you are. Are you in a resourced place or an unresourced place? There's two states that we can be in. Resourced or unresourced. As pilots, you'll get it right away. Resourceful means you can utilize your resources, keeping a panoramic wide open view to work around a problem. That's what resourcefulness is. And when we become unresourced is where we lose the ability to see the panoramic uh, options of how to, how to work the problem. And we just become solely engulfed and focused on one, the big red button, Eastern Tunnel airlines, vision. right? Tunnel vision, right? Eastern airlines into the Everglades, three guys staring at a light. They unresourced around that light, which had just burned out. That's all it was. It's just a burned out light. And they didn't realize the autopilot clicked off, didn't realize that they were descending until it was too late. They lost their resourcefulness. Now, luckily, we have procedures that are put in place to try to keep us resourced. But that in our life, it's the same thing. That is the state of mind you are in. Are you resourced or unresourced? And what happens is when we get afraid, we we 10x it, remember? We 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 go 100x and we we go, oh my God, where's the tiger? It's trying to eat me. I've got to find it so I can I can neutralize the the 
that noxious stimulus. I can run or I can try to fight or I can try to freeze, right? It's biological. We're, we biologically unresource around this stuff. So in, rela- in relation to the diet, so in relation to the diet is, is like the televisions on the diet and going, it's not, I didn't fail. The diet failed me. So I've just got to find a better diet. I've got to find a better strategy. That's yeah. the strategy. But yep. if your state of mind is, is not correct, if you're unresourced, if you're in a place of fear and anger, which are the two emotions that rock us and lead us to unresourcefulness immediately as a, as a species, as a, a um, as a community, as a world, I mean, those two emotions create all of the problems in our world is fear and anger um, because we unresource. And what happens when we unresource? We make shitty decisions. That's the problem. So if you start out of the gate unresourced, you're, the story you're going to tell yourself is shit and the strategy you're going to use isn't going to be effective. Now, look, it's not to say you need, if your strategy for losing weight is to eat, you know, uh, five chocolate bars every day. It it doesn't matter whether the story you tell yourself is a good one and you're in a resourceful place. You're not going to, you're not going to lose the weight. I mean, you have to choose the right strategy, but it's like the last piece in the puzzle. It's the last piece in the puzzle. It's the one I, I, let's make it even as 1% is the strategy. It's the tip of the spear. You need the right strategy. But if the story you're telling yourself is I, I'm big boned, I can't do this, there's too many, right? You're screwed. And if you're in a in a place of fear where your resourcefulness is just shut down and you're tunnel visioned, you're hosed from the beginning right out the gate. And what we think is we think strategy is is 95%. And maybe what we tell ourselves is 4%. And then and then my mindset or my my uh, you know my 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 focus is just is just incidental it's incidental it's reversed it's the other way it's all mindset so okay let me get back to myself and when i get got rocked with something i'm not going to get into it but i, I got rocked and I started going down the rabbit hole of looking at trying to look at strategy. Okay, what's the strategy? What's the strategy? What's the strategy? And then what is the story? You know, what's the story I'm telling myself, which is, you know, fear-based and, you know, and so how did I get myself out of it? It's like, I real I reverse engineered it. It's like, okay, wait a minute, get resourceful. And so a good way to get resourceful. So how do you resource? One is, this is the most important thing. Know what is the ultimate game you're playing in the situation, right? It was like, stop, time out. What am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to do with my life? What is the game I'm actually playing? And then you realize, oh, well, that that little thing that activated me isn't even the game I'm trying to play. It has nothing to do with the game I'm playing. That was hugely corrective in the moment, hugely corrective for me. And look, I go through this. We all go through this all the time. We we live in a complicated world and we've got biology we're fighting against. Um, and so I'm, what I'm trying to give you, the listener, is just a, a tactic to be able to deploy when you find yourself getting really wrapped around the axle about something. So figure out a way to open up the aperture 
Because when we get afraid, we tunnel vision. And I, and in my, I got activated and I tunnel vision. I was like, okay, solely focused, like looking through the microscope. Okay, where's the problem? This is the problem. What's going on? And it was like, no, stop. I got to open up the aperture, the camera aperture. So aperture is what opens and closes the lens of a camera. If you zoom in on your iPhone, if you pinch out, uh, right, that zooms in. And when you squeeze in, that zooms out, that opens the aperture. So the aperture is, is can you get more of a panoramic landscape of, of where you're at? So yes, there may be a problem. There may be a little red light that's going ding, 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 but it's not the only thing. The whole panel is not lit up. It's one button. And so yes, there is a problem, but there's a lot more that's right than wrong. And it's better to solve for the problem from that perspective which is the wide open state, which is the resourceful state. So the quick hack for that is stop and say, what is the ultimate game I'm trying to play here in this situation? And then that is zooming out. That's the zoom out. Does that make sense, Carl? Is that right? That's yeah, a quick it, way to zoom out. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was thinking about some of the things you were talking about, but uh, I totally agree with what you're saying. The um you know, I was thinking about when you were talking about what's, you know, what kind of rocked you. I've done the same thing. Yeah. And I I've, I kind of looked at it and go, I'm kind of letting my past dictate where I am today and where I'm going to go, yeah. you know, as far as how I how I plan on doing it. And I've always and I, I, I tell my my kids all the time, what's been what's done is cannot be undone and try not trying to relive it at that moment. Now is just doesn't make a lot of sense. That's right. You you have to, you have to go, okay, you know, this is the path of that's amazingly called life. It, you're going to get those unexpected turns and you're going to have to modify, you know, the old saying any, any plan, you know, uh, is only good until it meets first contact when, when you're talking about in like in, in combat or conflict, the plan in theory usually is, is perfect. It, there is no, it works in reality. It's, it's, it's much messier than that. Yeah. And um, you know, so, and I think people look back and, and, and see so much of it and going, well, if I just did this, this mm. would have happened. And rarely is that the case because most of the time, a lot of these things, even though, yeah, we, what we eat, we can, we can control so many of the things, the big things in life are often out of our control. Yes. You know, what happened in 2020, you know, with with everybody getting sick and getting locked down, that wasn't in your control. It affected a lot of people, affected and it, and we don't even know the full effects when it comes for the kids, you know, being out of school for a year type stuff. These are all things that you have to recalibrate, recage the gyro and go move forward and like you say, the strategy is isn't evolving it's it it's a living breathing uh animal i think sometimes where it it's not set in stone it has to change when the conditions that you originally created it in change yeah so those are my and thoughts I, for that you know it's it's interesting i i was reading um some stuff around just some epidemiological data around mental health stuff and you know, like, like depression is 10 times more common now than it was 50 years ago. The reason I'm saying this, you just reminded me with, with, with COVID, um, you know what the people, the, the clients I have that are depressed, 
when COVID happened, you know what they said? It was interesting. They actually felt a sense of comfort because a lot of them said, I feel like now the rest of the world is kind of just where I'm at. And thinking about strategy, I think we have, in the last 50 years, depression is 10 times more common now than it was 50 years ago. Some of it is not just because it's identified correctly. No, it's more common. And I think a big part of this, I mean, you know, I'm not, technology is like the kiss of death, in my opinion. It's created so many issues. But I also think because we've over-focused on strategy, we just think, I just need the right strategy to fix whatever it is. And I see pilots that are coming to me and like, well, should I go to a mainline carrier? Should I not? Should I quit? I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Well, you got to get on now. You got to do this. You got to go get the money. You got it. And it's like, that's all strategic thinking. And it leads to really, really bad things for people when you simply focus on the strategy, because what happens is you, you deploy it and then it doesn't work. And that creates huge depression. And we go, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Right. I'm, I'm, I, I failed at the diet. I'm just a piece of crap. It's like, no, you're not a piece of crap, but you're, you're, you're approaching it from the wrong emphasis point. Start with like getting the fear and the anger out of there so you can open yourself up and realize what is the ultimate game that you're trying to play. You know, it's like asking why instead of just like what, right? What, what do I got to do? What do I got? Well, why do you want to do it in the first place? Strategy is just not that important. Yes, it's got some importance, but it's so minimally important. It's laughable. And, you know, that's why it's like, which diet should I do? Just choose one. Seriously, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you might, you know, you're, you want to choose one that's best for your ecosystem or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like it, you can choose one and it'll work as long as you're in the right, the, you're, you're, you're approaching it from a resourced place and you're aware of the crappy stories you're telling yourself and just realizing they're nothing more than stories. They're not real. Stories aren't real. They're stories. And, you know, you, you can just an awareness that, oh, that's what I'm telling myself is corrective. I'm not even telling you to, to tell yourself a better story. Some people say, well, if, if you can choose a shitty one, choose, choose a good one, right? That'll give you more propulsion. Yeah, I think that that's true, but I don't even think that's required. I think just being aware that you're you're in a a very uh, you know you're telling yourself a nightmare story, that's corrective in and of itself. Because why it pulls you out of the story, and guess where it pulls you? It pulls you out of the future tensing, out of the past tensing, and pulls you into the moment, which is the only thing that actually exists. And the moment's vitally important because what you do in this moment largely determines what the outcome is going to be. The way you participate in the process depend is going to determine largely what the outcome. And guess what? Some of the outcome is unpredictable. Nobody could have predicted. Nobody can predict furloughs or COVID or crashes or this or that. I mean, there's some level of predictability with certain things, but life is unpredictable. And that's just the game that we get to play. That's the gift that we get to have if you're willing to open yourself up to see it that way. I got to tell you, first of all, I'm going to have to find a new, new diet. You totally blew the Hershey diet out of the water. <laughs> Damn and it. I thought, oh. I, I, I thought I'd found a winner with that one. So thanks a lot, buddy. Sorry, man. Yeah, Sorry yeah. to burst I, the bubble. Yeah. Just another one. Just another uh, one down the drain. Yeah, I tell you what, it's littered behind me. 
I haven't but, figured um, out how to make that die work. <laughs> um, you know, and, and this is slightly off, but I think still relevant. And that is when I was younger, you know, everybody said, well, what do you want to do? Well, I want to, I want to make X million dollars. I want to have this kind of house. I want to live here. I want to have this. You kind of, you kind of create the picture of your perfect life. And like life is messy and it didn't, it has not panned out the way I thought it would. Yeah. But yeah. I will tell you that I'm, although finances are challenging right now, among other things, mm. I'm the, I, I feel like I'm one of the richest men in the world. Uh, you know, for me, I have a wife who loves me. We're about to celebrate 22 years of marriage. I've got five kids that are healthy. Well, some have challenges in certain things, but, you know, I, when I look at those things, the advice I give my children are, because we're all social creatures. Yeah. Is I tell them, I hope you find someone that you love and care about that respects you and that you respect and that you find something that gives you happiness and feels rewarding. All the rest of the stuff is just, are just kind of accessories. They're just, they're, they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're material things that, you know, and, and we get wrapped up in those things, I think. And that, takes our focus off of what the true importance of, of life is. So I totally agree, man. I totally agree. It's not easy. It's sticky. We all go through it. And it's not about, you know, reaching a destination where you're done. The work always goes on. There's always going to be things that come, that come up. And I think it's just having an algorithm to be able to say, okay, if this, then that, if this comes up, this is what I'm going to do. I hope that you can write this into your algorithm a little bit of, all right, when I start to feel really activated around something that comes up, let me see if I can open myself up a little bit first, right? Get my state correct. Let me see if I can identify what's the story I'm telling myself around this. And is that really true? And then let me pick a strategy that's going to be, you know, that's going to work for me. And it's just not that it's just not that big of a deal with the strategy. Hope that I hope that helps. I don't know. I just felt compelled to talk about that today. Um, well, you know, because I can relate to it. <laughs> ever since I've known you, um, one of the things that you've always talked about is being is the is the is the concept of being present. Yep. And, and so this, you, you live those comments, it, you know, we're all human and we have those moments. And it's like you, when you were talking about, you know, when, when you're saying, think about your senses and your mind starts wandering and, and then when you notice it's wandering, bring it back. Same thing here. You know, you're yeah. going to wander. You're going to look at, Oh my God, what's happened in the past or oh, I want what's happened. I want this to be in the future. You got to bring yourself back to now. And what are you doing now? Because the one thing that I can tell you for certainty is that the future is not guaranteed. What's guaranteed is what's going on right now. And so for the most part, I think we've, there are, there are exceptions, but I think for most of us, we create a much worse scenario than what's really going on in reality. And, um, it, it, no doubt, no doubt, man. Hundred percent, we do, especially in very developed nations. Yeah, these are first world problems in many. Very cases, much so. Very much so. 
But um, and it's not to say real stuff doesn't happen. It does. I mean, it really does happen. It still affects you. I mean, it still affects you. Yeah. And then you just like you say, you've got to find tools and ways to kind of get yourself out of that rut or get yourself out of that line of thinking when it happens. Yes. And and that's this is more like the epiphany time sometimes where yeah. I don't know what I don't know, but now that I know it, now I can start taking advantage of, as you said, the resources that are out there that are are usually always out there. We just have chosen or have 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 gotten so tunnel vision focused that we don't see them when they're there all the way, just waiting to be used. Yeah. So what would you, uh, like you said, this was kind of off the cuff. And oh, by the way, you always say that you're, that I live in fear of what you're going to say when you do these things. Mm -hmm. Oh no, contraire, my friend. Uh, if you want to talk about off the cuff, you always live in fear of what's coming out of my little <laughs> Yeah, that's a so, good fear, though, man. I love. Yeah, that I don't know about that. They always say, "Think twice, speak once." Yeah, I think I, I somewhere along the way, I think I reversed that that uh, thought. <laughs> but um, what would you say the this the key takeaway from this is mm. uh, this conversation? Okay, so here's one thing I do when I'm trying to figure out what's the, what's important. I'll stop and I'll I'll click the autopilot off, which means I I actually focus on my breath for a second. And what I do is I'll inhale for five. I will hold it for one and I'll exhale for seven. So I'll show you and, and I can find the answers. So, and I'll put, I'll just put my hands in my heart, right? Cause your heart is what, what pumps the blood. That's the engine. Um, and I'll do, I'll try this. So I'm going to inhale for five. Hold for one and then exhale out my nose for seven. So what comes up for me, I'll take the first thing that comes to my mind, right? I don't, I don't edit. The first thing that comes to my mind about what's most important is know the game you're playing. That's what, well, that's what I'm taking out of this. Ask the highest quality question when you find yourself in a very low quality state, which is fear what is the ultimate game I'm trying to play? And it instantly starts to refocus the chaotic activation. It goes, okay, is this even relevant to the game I'm trying to play? It, it, sometimes it might be very relevant, but most of the time I find that the distraction, and this is the distraction world we live in, it deceives you into thinking it's important. And unless you've got an algorithm to figure out what's important, you're going to think everything's important. And so asking that question is, what is the game I'm actually trying to play here? What's the ultimate game? You'll find that a lot of that crap just goes away. You're like, this isn't even relevant to what I'm trying to do. That's, that's my one thing. That's what I took away from today. Maybe you will too. For me, it it has a very calming, de-escalating kind of effect. And the one thing I will say is it's a very different uh, outcome when I breathe through my mouth versus my nose. I don't know why, but breathing through Ooh, the key, that's I think a good is breathing one. through the nose. Yeah, that's, that is there's science behind this. The breathing is really, really important. And V1, that's one of the first things we talk about, we, we work on as 
like breathing properly and click the autopilot. I, I just call it clicking it off. What's good about clicking the autopilot off? You get a feel for what's happening. You can actually trim the thing and, and get it to be right uh, based on feel. Like it makes you kind of integrate more into the, into the environment. And, and that's what breathing does. So that five, one, seven is clicking it off. And when you do that, just do it throughout the day, right? Just stop. And it's all through the nose, not through the mouth. The reason mouth breathing, I'll just leave it with this. We'll, we'll do an episode on breathing. I think that that'll be a good one for pilots. You really need to know how to breathe properly. And I do this with people in the sim. It's, it's big time. You have to do this. Um, if you want to perform well, breathing through the mouth stimulates your autonomic nervous system that there's a threat and it starts to create a stress response. That's why you do not want to breathe through your mouth. People that breathe through their mouth, there's actually higher mortality with mouth breathing. And it's because you start to wear yourself out because your brain doesn't know what is real and what is imagined. It just responds. And then your body starts to take cues from the brain and then the body starts to talk, talk, talk back to the brain. So breathing through the mouth means I'm in distress. You don't want to breathe through your mouth. And if you have obstructive problems, you need to get that treated because mouth breathing is really bad for you. And it breathing through your nose starts to calm your autonomic nervous system, which has huge benefits physiologically and psychologically and behaviorally huge benefits. So that's the, the point about breathing. So don't be afraid to just click off the autopilot and hand fly often. I try to do it every, you know, a couple times every hour. I used to set an alarm on my watch um, for every 15 minutes just to start to build the habit of doing that. You know, every time I check the email, I'll do that. Or every time I look at my phone, uh, look at a text message, I will actually click off and breathe. And so it kind of deactivates that stim that you're getting from that hit of distraction, quite frankly. Um, it, it, it lets you approach that stimulation from a very de-escalated place. So try it out, play around with it, um, but don't be afraid to hand fly. It's good. You, uh, we only got a minute or two. I, I, I know you've already given your last statement, but you brought up uh, one thing that I thought maybe you might want to give an update on and that's the v1 project where it's a, where it's gone so far so we're do we're we're well in to it we've actually got our meeting to a meeting tonight uh with the group and i think we're starting to lay the foundation for uh curriculum for um creating some resources that are going to be open source to the group i've got some stuff we're gonna work on tonight and we're we're well into um I mean, we're, we're well into it, well into it for sure. The starting to recruit for the next one. So um, V1 site is not up yet. So send your emails to info at liftaffect.com and let us know if you want to be in the next cohort. We don't know when it's going to start. Um, I suspect in the next month, we'll be ready to, to, to bring in the, the second cohort. And then there'll be opportunities to, to merge the two cohorts together. Uh, for some trainings and some opportunities to hang and and get together, but um, it's it's full full force. And I mean, you're in you're in the uh, alpha group, Carl. What's your thoughts on it? You're you're one of the one of the group members. You, you don't don't take it from me. What, what, what's your take on kind of where I we're like headed? I like what's going on. I like the creative tension, so to speak. Yeah. Um, because there have some been some ideas that I go, wow, 
you know, that were either incredibly well thought out, uh, it seems like off the off the cuff, right? And other ones that's were like, wow, why didn't I think of that? It was so simple. No, because yeah, what we're doing not only benefits us, but I I feel, and you've mentioned it, it's going to set the 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 path for others. So I, I really like yeah. what's what's going on, and um, I, I've been really, frankly, su- a little bit surprised at how interactive people were on this because this is something different, something different than I've ever seen. As always, I always feel like even though we've talked so much about this, I always find another nugget to to add uh, into my little pile of resources. So I hope uh, all of you out there did too. If you have any questions, comments, ideas, please send them to podcast at lifteffect.com, not info <laughs> or anything else or support. Don't listen to me. Please just say it's podcast at lifteffect.com. Please uh, give a thumbs up, uh, a review, tell your friends. We're growing and we're loving it and we're and you are all the reason why. So we thank you very much. We hope to see you on our next podcast. Until then, have a great day. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.